Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Hey guys, and welcome back to Nerd Talk. Uh, It is July 3rd. We are super excited that uh, tomorrow is uh, the USA's birthday. And so with that, we are starting a part series. So it is this week is part one of the Avengers Assemble series. So uh, this week and next week, we're going to have part one and part two. We're talking about all four episodes of the Avengers. So this includes Marvel's The Avengers, Age of Ultron, Infinity War and Endgame. Tonight, I've got my friends Casey and Michael with me. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. So we uh, we're, we're super excited about what's what's going on. You know, this is some of the stuff that we love talking about. We've been talking about a lot of different things. So tonight, we are specifically talking about uh, the Avengers and Age of Ultron. So, guess we're gonna have to go back to 2012 versions of ourselves. Uh, so, so we're going to kind of change things up a little bit tonight. We're going to kind of recap the film. So I'll kind of start us off and and then we will all take turns helping tell the story. So that way, if you've not seen the Avengers in a while and, uh, you haven't seen it yet, we can kind of help you understand what's going on. So, uh, just hang out and relax and just let us just show you through this amazing series of movies. So Avengers starts out, uh, this is the culmination of Cap, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow, right? And then you've got Nick Fury. I would say he kind of mm-hmm. helps start that. You've got some Phil Coulson in there, but your main six are those guys. And uh, they go, they show, they kind. I think what was really cool was they showcased each character just in that short snippet to give them. It wasn't like, hey, they all just showed up at once. Because uh, I feel like when you look at other movies, like sometimes you you get everybody or multiple people all at once, and I feel like each person kind of had their their quick build in so like you had cap punching a, a bag uh you had iron man fixing the the pipeline to go eco-friendly you had hulk uh being introduced by black widow who is already introduced then you had hawkeye show up like e- each one of them just did really well and then thor shows up when loki uh is invading and whatnot so uh from there what happens micah <laughs> From the beginning of the movie, do you yeah, mean? yeah, beginning of the movie. Like, what were some of the other things that you picked up on in that movie? Um, just Loki coming and trying to steal the Tesseract and just trying to snatch it and leave. Yeah, he, <laughs> that he, was pretty much his goal. Like, the movie could have been over in five minutes if he would have just got the, the Tesseract and left. Yeah, had, but uh, yeah, it would have been a very different story had he gone that route. I like, I like how you're like, it could have been like a five minute like trailer, it could have been a five minute movie instead of a two hour movie. <laughs> no, actually, I just uh, finished. Well, I started that a couple of weeks ago, and I finished it today. And um, yeah, 2012. How old were you, Jordan? I was, <laughs> I was, I was going out of my junior year in high school. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> so, a little bit older than Jordan. No, um, yeah, Loki coming in and um, trying to steal the Tesseract and then even um, using the stick, right, to yeah. possess mm-hmm. uh, Selwig. Is it Selwig or Selwig? I can't ever get his name. I always right. call him Selvig. Um, 
Selvik. Selvik. Yeah, like a, a little bit more yeah, like Dr. The, Selvik. Yeah. Yep, he gets him, and he he, he possesses him, and he possesses um, Hawkeye right off the top, and um, uses them to kind of just help him with his his motive of stealing the Tesseract, and then um, yeah, like you were saying, they just go. Um, does I think that happens first, right? Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Happens, I think what that was... happens first before they show the clips of all the guys mm-hmm. in their yeah Avengers in their areas. Yeah, I think what was um, cool was in that moment, uh, like. I don't know. There, there were certain parts of like the these movies that I mean, the entire MCU. If you if you're a Christian, I think what's cool is like in this movie specifically at that moment, he's like he's trying to bury us, and he's like like the pharaohs of old, and like they they talk about the Egyptian stuff, they talk about some other Bible characters and things like that. I thought that was really cool. Um, just being being a Christian kid, uh, from a small podunk white town in in Ohio, uh, just I mean it was it was just really cool to see that. And so I thought that was that was a really cool thing because I was like, okay, it makes me think of like Bible stories. Are they going to use some tactics from Bible stories in this? And so I started to look look for certain pieces, and then they just go ahead and bury everybody. Well, and I think that might be somewhat of a Samuel L. Jackson thing. If you watch some of his other films, he brings up certain Bible verses and Bible like stories in his movies. So I think that's I don't know if it's a hundred percent him because there's obviously other references in that very same movie to Bible character and references, but. To take it a step further, I think it would be really cool to do a sermon series called Infinity Stones and have like each week be a different Infinity Stone. But that's just a completely separate topic. Okay, so now now I'm working on that. So thank you for that one. I love <laughs> Thanks that. for adding more work to him. I love that. Yes, that's <laughs> phenomenal. So so after that, I want credit. I want credit because yep, I came up with that. I'm going to be here. like, this is a sermon series started <laughs> and an idea all figured out by Micah. Uh, so so after they bury them, that was kind of your introduction to Hawkeye. I got to say, that was one of the hardest moments for me because I didn't realize who Hawkeye was at that moment. And the only other time we'd seen him was in Thor. Mm-hmm. He didn't even fire an arrow. So, like, it wasn't like this huge player in the game yet. And I was very upset. I was like, this is an archer. Like, because Arrow had just started uh, or was starting that fall mm-hmm. so, somewhere in that time frame. And so they were doing all this uh, archery stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like really cool. But they didn't have him start out as a hero. Like it felt like really off. And, and I was like, how are they going to do this? Because in the comic books, they have this uh, they have uh, the Avengers form because they have to fight the Hulk, who is uh, mind controlled by Loki which I thought was a really cool nod. There were some cool nods in that, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, So what happens after after all of that, Casey? So after they steal the Tesseract, uh, Loki and Barton go and steal a bunch of things from a museum to help, I believe, op- get the stuff ready for the portal. What do you guys think of the eyeball scene? Where he, like, he, he like s- grabs the guy, flips him on the table, yeah. stabs him around the eye so that way they can get the digital imprint of his eye? Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And after that happens, when he he says "kneel" before me, and he just screams "kneel" as loud as he can, and then and then they like you know, they slam the scepters down, and it just goes. Yeah, like, I thought that that's was one cool. Of my favorite, that's one of my favorite parts in that movie. And then Iron Man shows up, and Captain America thinks he's gonna you know save the day, and then Iron Man shows up, and you know, and then Thor and all that good stuff. But like, that's probably my favorite scene in that movie. My favorite scene during that part is actually when the the old guy who. I assume they're referencing like a World War One sort of yeah. veteran, a World there War Two veteran. Uh, he's it's World War Two because uh, yeah. they're in Germany. I think, yeah, because right? yeah, he, yeah, they're in Germany, and he stands up and he goes, "No, men will never kneel to men like you, you know, as long as someone's willing." To. I was like, "That was so awesome. <laughs> that was cool." 
So so the scene happens. Loki comes in. He's trying to take over, and then uh, Iron Man comes in. Natasha's up in the in the Quinjet, mm-hmm. and she's got the guns locked and loaded, ready to fire. And then you hear some ACDC coming in, <laughs> and he's like, Natasha or Agent Romanoff, did you miss me? And I'm just like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And so he comes in, he helps save the day, that, and then he's like, your move, Reindeer Games. And I just, I, <laughs> I love, love the so snarky mean. remarks that, that they give. And, and I was reading something that, and I know this is kind of tangents a little bit, but the AI in uh, both Edith's glasses and in Spider-Man's suit, all, all of that stuff, is supposed to be like coddling to Spider-Man, but the AIs that he created for his own suits, Jarvis and Friday, were so that way he would have a... Uh, like a intellectual sparring partner and so when you see him and jarvis go at it so then like he's ready and, and has something on the tip of his tongue to to share as soon as someone walks in he's like does mother knoweth you weareth her drapes like think like he has all of these amazing amazing moments and i i'm just like that's great i didn't think about it like that so so they they stop loki they take him and then thor shows up and then uh right after that did you catch the the this uh the crows that come in? Do you understand that reference? The the crows that circled around Loki and and Thor in the moment that he grabbed him and put him on the mountain. I understood it. I just never realized they were there. Yeah. So yeah. so Thor's dad has two two crows that uh they are like his eyes. So like his big eye patch uh thing, like he can see through them, and so. I guess that's a comic book thing, and so he goes in. Are you gonna look it up for me? I think it's a Norse mythology thing. Yeah, it might it might be book. the Norse mythology. So Odin has them come in, Great and and they they come in and like they're checking up on the boys, because Thor had to fly to Earth from I think the Rainbow Bridge or something like that. Like he had to fly through space or something like that. Yeah, and like right before that, I was gonna say too that one of my favorite lines in that movie is um, when. Uh, Thor shows up and they're you know they're flying and Iron Man and Natasha and Loki are in the ship with Captain America and they uh, Thor snatches Loki out of the ship and Captain America goes like like he wants to go too because you know oh, he grabs Iron the Man. parachute yeah right and he's like and Natasha's like don't do it she's like these guys are basically gods he's like <laughs> what does he say he's like uh, he's like there's uh, only one god ma'am and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that yeah. Like yeah, he, he trashes their, their dressing and he just yeah. does it. I love it. We need a plan of attack. I have, I have a plan. plan. Attack. 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 <laughs> yep. Yeah. And something I just thought of uh, as we're talking, and I know we're not talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, but do you remember in like the very first episode when uh, Sam jumps out of the ship? He does. Yeah, he does the same thing. Kind of does the same thing that Cap does. Yeah. Yep. So keep going. So with, so with that, <laughs> um, now that we're at this point where all of the Avengers have shown up. Here's my first question to you guys. Who's your favorite Avenger and why? Out of out of the six that are in this movie, in the whole movie, like what was your favorite moment with them? Who was your favorite Avenger in there? In this movie specifically? In this movie specifically. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go ahead and go first. Um, so I just finished watching it this afternoon knowing that we were going to record this. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this movie specifically, I think I'm going to go with the Hulk because – Especially in the early part of the movie when Banner's trying to stay calm and all the stuff where Natasha's, you know, trying to, you know, say, stay calm, stay calm. All the stuff happens. And then um, at the end of the movie, when he just throws Loki around like a little girl. Oh, yeah, he grabs <laughs> him by then, the leg and boom, boom. And he calls him a puny, he calls him a puny god. Yeah. 
And then um, the other thing that I noticed is when Iron Man uh, throws the nuke up into space to blow up the ship, Hulk catches him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hulk's the one that catches him. Thor, you know, you know, throwing his hammer around like he's going to go save him, but you know, Hulk comes. Yeah, Hulk just jumps out of nowhere and he catches him and he slides down the building. All WWE he, style, like yeah, yeah. just like hugs and him. Then he, and then he screams at him and he wakes him up. So <laughs> great. Please tell me nobody kissed me. <laughs> I would say, speaking of that, I think Iron Man is probably my favorite. Just the character development from the guy who always is snarky and like will do anything to either fight or like avoid a fight. To I'm gonna do the sacrifice play at the end. That was uh, that was cool for me, and I really another like this. one of my favorite lines in the first movie is that he uh, I don't know who asks him. I think it may be Captain America, but he says billionaire philan- uh, b- yeah. billionaire playboy philanthropist yeah. or something like yeah. that. Where yeah. he just he's like what genius, makes genius, genius playboy philanthropist. Or, yeah. He's like take yes. away the suit. What are you? He's like genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. Yeah. Yes. Anybody want shawarma? That yeah. was one of my favorites. That 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 was or a good line. The really cool scene where he like shoots his repulsor to Captain America's shield, and they do that cool like I was like, yeah, that, that was cool. I liked uh, directly where where Thor shows up. I liked how they did the electric charge, mm-hmm. like Thor like shoots lightning at him. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. I gotta say, in this movie specifically, prior to all the other movies that come after, I think Iron Man and Captain America were my favorites. Cap just brought that more nostalgia and i mean i'm a huge cat fan i'm not gonna deny that i I love captain america but seeing kind of like the the moments where uh like phil colson is like freaking out he's like i've watched you while you slept like (laughs) it was just he has trading cards yeah Yeah. he's got he's got his own trading card he's like can you sign him he's like yeah sure you're not phil colson jordan i I know i feel like i feel like (laughs) phil colson some days how great would it be if we could get clark greg on here um, but we started talking about some of these different things and, and these moments and Captain America, he just, he just, he was willing to take the sacrificing play. He was like, don't close it yet. We've got the, the nuke coming. He's like, you're not the man to make the sacrificing play. And then like, instead of waiting on a computer to tell him, oh, hey, phase two of all the, the weapons, mm-hmm. he goes in and he's like, yeah, your computers were a little slow for me. Here's phase two and like slaps the weapons down. So like there's a little bit of detective work in there as well, which I thought was kind of cool. It was a different take, uh, which I think really helped set up his future solo storylines as well. I say I like your take on it too, Jordan, with Captain America being kind of that older like representation of the older generation. Uh, Unfortunately, something you don't see in a lot of men these days, but like it's definitely something that like was one of the better factors of the ge- that generation before us and absolutely I, I think that that's who cap was he was the best of everything like mm-hmm. he like he had his faults absolutely but all of his good stuff all the good qualities were like the best mm-hmm. qualities that there were of that generation and I think that that was just one of those really cool moments that like I think that Kevin Feige and all of Marvel have done really well with is specifically Captain America, is they've kept some of those older ideals and said, this is where the line is drawn. This is where, like, we are sticking with this character. He's not going to conform to everything. Like, he's he's out there doing trying to make a difference, but he also knows who he is as a superhero, and he's willing to, to lay his life down. And I think that was really cool. So, so all the Avengers start to assemble, and then there's this one moment where uh, they've got Loki in the cage, and he says something to him, or, or Natasha says something to him, and he's like, "Well, you were, or uh, you had the monster." And I think that was really cool because, like I said earlier, and we we were now back at it. 
Uh, the original comics had it was uh, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, and then Ant Man, and the Wasp. I think those were the five original Avengers, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And they had to fight Loki, and Loki turned the Hulk against the rest of them, and they had to like stop Loki and fight the Hulk at the same time. And I love how they they were like, we don't have the team fully put together yet, but like in that moment with Coulson's death, it helped bring them together. It helped cement things, and like they had to, like you had the Hulk fight them, and then like the the moment where like Thor just throws his hand up, and then. Uh, Mjolnir comes straight to him and then like he does like that slow motion swing and hits him right in the face I was like that was cool uh, and and just some of the, some of those moments were, were really cool to see how that the team started to to come together kind of on a natural state like they came together to avenge I was like how how do you get the word avenger if you have nothing to avenge like that was cool how they they lined it up like oh we're avenging Coulson I hate though that they never went further into that storyline like we avenged his death like we're good or like like they still are trying to figure out different things and, and it's like your name really doesn't matter after that point um so so right after uh that happens we're gonna go ahead and, and kind of skip forward to the battle of new york so you guys want to help me uh tell this one yeah where would you like us to start uh battle of new york in new york city yeah in, yeah, in, in new york, new york city, city. So 2012. it starts with Loki opening a portal to the other side of space. Yeah. And sending the, I think, Chitari? Is that yeah. their name? Yep, yeah, the Chitari. And then I don't even remember how everybody gets there, but technically everybody gets to right in front of what I think is the New York Library <laughs> in that scene. Yeah, I think, uh, was it the library or was it the, um, or was it the train station? It might be the train station. You might, it might be Grand Central Station. But yeah, and then, you know, it gets to do that cool scene where it goes around and you see everybody get into costume. And is that before Hulk punches the Leviathan or after he punches the It should be after, They g- They get there all before, yeah. uh, before, or the Chitauri start coming out before Hulk gets there. And yeah. then the Leviathan comes in yeah, and Hulk shows up and punches then, like, the Leviathan in the turns face. around and he's, they're like, you may want to suit up, and he's like, "That's the, the. Yeah. You want to know the trick? Yeah. I'm always angry." And then he he punches the little Leviathan, and I thought that was a really cool moment. Quick aside, just speaking of why when Tony is trying to figure out wh- how Hulk stays so calm on the on the ship, uh, when he has like blueberries, Robert Downey Jr. hid snacks all across the I, s- af- across. The I was gonna set. bring that one up. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's a really Robert Downey Jr. offering Mark Ruffalo a blueberry. Yeah, that that, that wasn't scripted. And yeah. if you if you pause it at the right moment, you will see Ruffalo kind of snarky smile, yeah. because he he's like, oh my gosh, yeah, like the producers it, and everybody tried to quit him from having food, but he hid it so that he always yeah, had food to so eat. They said that he, I don't know if it was he was quitting something or or, but he just he always had snacks. And, like, they would steal snacks from him in between takes, but then, like, he'd have another snack hidden somewhere <laughs> on the set. And I'm just like, that is – that's amazing. That, that's phenomenal. That's why he's perfectly cast as uh, Tony Stark because that's totally something Tony would do. Absolutely. <laughs> so so they all get there. Hulk punches the Leviathan. It blows – or it, it starts busting up, and then Iron Man shoots the rocket. It explodes. And then they have this really cool montage where it does the 360 spin because I'm like – because that wasn't 
just for cinematic purposes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, there ain't no way. So so they do this cool 360 spin around them, and everybody's like lock and load and getting everything ready. And then you see Loki, and he's like, send in the rest. Yeah. And you're like, the rest? Wait. And then you see like five Leviathans flow through that that hole in the sky. And I, I what was your guys' thoughts on that? Oh. Honestly, I was thinking, I was just thinking like, because um, didn't the Transformers movies come around at the same time? Uh, the first Transformers movie came out in two thousand and nine, I believe. I was like, uh, I think it's the the third one, but like. They'll come around on the Avengers movies. Anyway, like, my thought was, man, this looks a lot like <laughs> the creatures that were in the third Transformers movie. But I was like, wow, how are they going to beat these guys, to be honest with you? I was like, how in the world are they going to stop that? It doesn't matter. I mean, there's, you know, the Avengers, the Avengers, but how are they going to be able to stop this? And Loki's, you know, obviously up to no good. And he's like, well, I'm going to do this and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to finish what we started. And obviously, you know, didn't end how he wanted it to, but yeah, I uh, I wondered how how are they how are they going to stop it? I remember the first time I saw it, I had this oh crap moment. I was like, "There's more!" Like I thought, I thought it was just so cool to see just one Leviathan, and then like all of these Leviathans start showing up. I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, it was well, made you wonder. I was gonna say it makes you it makes you wonder if there was gonna be more superheroes that were gonna show up to help the Avengers. Uh, you know, thinking about that, you know, yeah. watching it today, they were, I was like, is, you know, were there going to be more? Could there have been more show up at that point? Yeah, it was like a really, like, like Jordan said, an oh crap moment. And then it goes back to Captain America and he's like, Natasha, you do this, you do this, you do this. He's like, he starts calling Thor, out the plays. Yeah, he starts calling out the plays and you're like, okay, I think they got. And then my favorite line, Hulk, he looks at him smash and he just goes to town and you go from like this emotional roller coaster of like oh my gosh that's so cool the avengers are finally assembled and they're working together oh no oh wait a minute hold on we we might have this <laughs> i think uh going back back to what you said um which we'll be talking about this in next week's episode but i think what was cool was when they go back and like they do the time heist in endgame and you see the ancient one and she just throws her hand and like creates like a shield over the sanctum sanctorum and like the chitari like bounce right off and like she like throws spears or things like i think that what would be really cool is if we get some flashback moments like maybe in future like we see like oh hey x-men have been around this long and like because i know like not too far from new york city is where the x-men mansion is supposed to be and so, like, maybe there's, like, a rogue Chitauri or two flying around or whatever, and, like, you see some mutants. But, like, because of all the chaos, they didn't really see what was going on, and we just got specifically just the Avengers. Forgive my memory if it's wrong, but do we know what Spider-Man was doing during that? He didn't have his powers yet. Okay. Uh, his powers came in from, if I remember correctly, he only had his powers maybe six months prior to Civil War. Gotcha. Um, because they did say that it is official canon that the little boy from Iron Man Two with the Iron Man helmet was Peter Parker. Gotcha. They did they did announce that that because oh, okay. someone's fan theory was that, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that works." And so like they made it official <laughs> canon by saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm just waiting for that moment where they're gonna be like, I miss Iron Man. Like I remember meeting him when I was like six, yeah. and I'm just like, okay." 
And that's different from the, the the little boy that was in three, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that he, one is he showed up at Tony's funeral in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So uh, yeah. that that guy is uh, Hartley, or Harley. Yeah. Um, I forget his last name, but they just created him in the comics for something, some event they're doing. But I heard they were looking to to have him be Iron Lad or something like that. So. But yeah. yeah, just bringing in some of those characters, like I think it'd be cool to kind of see some flashbacks in some future movies, like, oh, hey, this is what we were doing during this moment. Mm-hmm. Like maybe in the Eternals. Sort of like, I know this is, has nothing to do with Star Wars, but do you remember in The Force Awakens how they're, you know, there's, this is after you know, the Empire has fallen and how they're showing where the planet, that, uh, Jakku or Rey was, and, they, you know, there's starships that are just completely destroyed. And she's like, you know, she's working to scrap them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like what you're saying in future movies, like where they, Maybe there is a Shatari ship just like in the background that they, you know, introduce the X Men that's just like salvaged because there's nothing left of it. Just like into the future. Is well, that what you mean? I yeah, some something like that. Like I could totally see uh because in Spider Man Homecoming, when they did the uh what's the what's the Iron Man uh cleanup team? Do you know what I'm talking about? They had because Vulture <laughs> Vulture at the very beginning, uh Michael Keaton's character is oh. is doing the cleanup. And then there was that team that comes in. And so anyways, um, they come in and they, they start getting everything figured out. And uh, I th- I could totally see something like, hey, a bunch of old Chitauri weapons are getting out again. Like damage I damage control. Sorry, what was that? Was it, what was it called? Damage control? Yeah, damage control. Yep, that's the one because they're they're a, a functioning part of part of the universe, and I think that would be really cool to see. Well, says so Damage Control is an organization created by Shield that specializes in post battle cleanup. Yeah, so so comics they are by Shield. Um, in the MCU, they were created in partnership between Stark and the government, and so it was he was going to help fund it to make sure that they got all this all the the cleanup from all their messes. Uh, I do know, and I'm going to side tangent one more time with this one because I love Spider-Man and, and Captain America. There was a scene where he's going to D.C. and he was supposed to be on the bus and look out the window and see the Triskelion in ruins. And like like they're cleaning that up and there was supposed to be that scene. And I'm like, that would have been really cool. Uh, so, so the Avengers go in. We're going to reel back to the Avengers. So everybody's doing their fights. All this stuff's coming in. And uh, Fury has to fight the council about sending a nuke towards <laughs> New York City. I got to say, that was the worst possible way to, to go ahead and go with that. I, I'm like, I really hope our military doesn't ever do something like that. Like, our, I hope our world leaders aren't like, it's really bad here. Let's just nuke them. I'm like, oh, that's that's a terrible spot to be. So they send the nuke, and then Iron Man puts it right up into the wormhole. Mm-hmm. And here is where I'm going to go fan theory. Okay, hear me out. He sends the nuke. It goes straight up, hits the Chitari, and you saw the the big explosion. So uh, from the Fantastic Four back in 2005, the one with, uh, uh, well, uh, Chris Evans Evans, uh, and Jessica (laughs) Alba and all of them. And so I was trying to think of Ian's last name, the guy who played Reed Richards. Um, But anyways, they, they have this whole cast and the way that they did it was a space storm gave them their powers through that. And so I was like, how cool would it be if we got to see this whole like full circle effect that the fantastic four years down the road 
get to form because a cosmic storm that comes from the nukes impact with the Chitari ship that it, it just creates this storm that ends up making its way to Earth. I was like, that one that would be really cool because then you could kind of retell that story, but still like full circle it. And I was like, that one that would be cool. And then you can set up Doctor Doom a different way. And I was like, there's there's multiple ways. And I I hope that whatever happens, they just figure it out and it's going to be kick butt and it's just going to be awesome. So they've got all that figured out. And then at the end, uh, you see Hulk and Loki go at it. I am a god. <laughs> and what happens, Micah? Hulk smashes him through the floor. I mean, <laughs> that's the greatest part of the movie. I think and he's this puny god as he's walking away. Yeah. I think what's what's and even I was thinking about it this morning when I finished that movie. Do you guys remember in Home Alone when uh in the second one when he's uh, Kevin's throwing the bricks off the roof at Marv? <laughs> yeah. He's making that noise and he's just like oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he that's what the noise that Loki made is after Hulk got done. You think Tom Hiddleston was like studying Home Alone for that sound when he probably <laughs> unless they just uh they did a clip insert like they bought like the, the Wilhelm bought the scream, ra- yeah it's like it's the, the Wilhelm scream it's just the Home Alone oh. <laughs> okay so so we have all of this going down how did you guys like the ending when they all had to go their separate ways what did you guys think about that like do you think that they handled it properly do you think that it was something that could have been done a little bit better because because what, one of the things that they had to figure out is, you know, this is the first time that all of these superheroes are coming together for a massive team-up movie. I mean, you have team-up movies like Fantastic Four and the X-Men, but you've not had a bunch of movies that came together to build something, and then you have to send them back out into the world to do their own things. So do you think that there was any way that you would have rather seen them end that, or do you think that they handled it properly with just the way they ended uh, by sending Loki and Thor with with the Tesseract and then each of them driving off and doing their own thing. I think it was the right thing to do, knowing that there were going to be more movies moving forward. Um, and they kind of just set up what was going to happen indirectly, I think to each of their characters. I think that, um, I think it was Samuel Jackson or Mick Fury rather that said, they asked him if it was going to be okay for the Tesseract to be on Asgard. And he was like, that's where it needs to be. And so, they set that up, you know, obviously setting up another uh, Thor movie because they were like, you know, what's going to happen to Loki, obviously, when he goes back to Asgard and phases Odin. Um, Iron Man was going to be Iron Man. Captain was going to be Cap. You know, I don't, I think they're the, definitively out of all of it. Yes, you, the short answer is yes, but I think that they really only told what they were going to do with, with Thor and Loki because they didn't really go into great detail what the other guys were going to do, right? Like they just kind of yeah. said, eh, we're going to be the Avengers and we're going to hang out and we're going to do our thing. But like you knew that there were going to be consequences for Loki for stealing the Tesseract and trying to destroy earth and that he was going to have to go back and face Odin. But other than that, was that, was that fair? Do you guys think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think it kind of goes back to what Jordan said about Coulson and avenging his death. Like they finished avenging his death. Earth doesn't have a place to hold Loki or the Tesseract. So why, why would we keep him here anyways? And everybody else on the team is pretty much a loner anyway, so what are they going to do? Just hang out in the clubhouse until something happens? Like, no, they've got other things and other lives to live. So I think it was a great way to end it. I agree with that. I think I think that 
it was one of those moments like I wanted more because I knew that they were going to end up doing a lot more. Like it was already said, hey, Disney's buying Marvel. And from this movie forward, there's going to be a ton more movies. You're going to see at least one to two a year. And so that was that moment. And now we're what four this year. <laughs> so it's like we get one like every three months is what the plan is supposed to be. And I just I look at it and I'm like, OK, if you if you were to go back, how would you redo it? And I'm like, kind of like how you said, I think uh, th at that point, they weren't a solid team yet. They came together to do the job, but they weren't like, hey, we're going to go live in the Avengers Mansion. Like, they didn't have that set up yet. Um, they didn't have enough threats that were happening repeatedly that was big enough that they needed to stay at the compound or at the tower at that point, which, because the compound hadn't existed yet. Uh, I like. Nor do I think it could have handled their egos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think at that moment, I don't think they would have had that. I do wish that post-Avengers, Hulk would have had something. And the reason I say that is because I think it would have been cool to see, like, a Hulk-Iron Man team-up and, like, help kind of cement their relationship. Because I feel like them being scientists, with the Iron Man 3, I feel like it was good enough to have uh, Bruce Banner show up just for, like, the, the cameo that he was. But I'm like, I really think it would have been a lot more fun to have a full, like, Hulk and an Iron Man movie. I think that would have been cool because like, they immediately drove off together. Yeah, like they did with Thor Ragnarok where they had... Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, kind of a buddy banner. buddy movie. Um, yeah. And I think that would have been fun. I think that could have been, been different. It uh, could have led into the reason Thor was even on that planet. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, well, uh, that came post uh, Age of Ultron, which we're about to get into. Yeah, I'm just saying, but like, yeah, that like, at Avengers, you could have... Yeah, you, like you could have started. You could have started time. to lay all the foundations and things yeah. like that. Uh, so I, I think that they're they're they did the right move, long term thinking. But I think that looking back, they could have set up a few more more things. Like I think they they could have taken that uh, that moment to say, "Oh, hey, like there's more superheroes out there," and like maybe like had some background, like maybe you saw some mutants or something like. That. I mean, they didn't have the rights at that moment, but. Like, maybe you saw the Inhumans or something like that in, like, helping fight the Chitauri and stuff, but, like, the Avengers formed because no one else was there. Like, I think that would have been cool uh, or so, or something like that. Uh, well, I think in theory, they, like I said before, I think they just set that up because they knew they were going into the Dark World with Thor. And so they knew that he was going to have to go with Loki back to Asgard and they were going to have to set up that moment. And I think they did it because of where the movies were at that point to just set up the next movie. Yeah. Of, oh, like, absolutely. With all the, you know, all the different characters. And now, now they they kind of are going that route. Uh, but I, I think that at that moment when it first came out, that it was it was a great ending. And I think that they just ended in a way that, like, instead of saying, oh, hey, there's more. Like, because every movie up until that point, at the end, it would say, like, Captain America will return. Yeah. Or Iron Man will return. Or Thor will return. Hulk will return. And so they're saying all these different things and they quit doing that after a long while um, of doing those because they were like, these are characters that aren't going away until we write them out. Mm -hmm. And I think that they just in that one movie, the way they ended it, they're like, well, yeah, there's going to be more stories. But like this specific story is now done. And I think they handled it very well. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move forward into the second movie, which is Age of Ultron, which I know that Micah is not a fan of after we talked about it uh, back. Man, it's been quite a few episodes ago. We talked about this with the MCU. Um, 
Micah and Jeremiah both agree that uh, it is not a good movie. Um, it is a movie. It is not a good movie. Um, but I'll say it's still growing on me, though. I mean, even watching it now, like it's still growing on me. I, I think the reason it's and, and I still stand by this statement. I think the reason that it will continue to grow on people is because Kevin Feige is now building off of that story. Like, I think the longer this series is running, he's going to be able to help cement certain pieces to that, uh, especially with WandaVision. Like, that helped play a big portion of, like, oh, we now know what exactly happened, why she hated Tony Stark. Oh, we now know what happened when she got her powers. Oh, we know this and that. So, so uh, we're going to go ahead and kind of do the same thing of just kind of talking about through the movie. We're not going to necessarily recap it to the extent that we did with the Avengers because the Avengers was just my, my favorite. I love the Avengers. I do not know Age of Ultron as well because it's not one of my favorites either. So... <laughs> It's a it's movie. Not, it's it not is, as bad as Civil War for me, but that's okay. Yeah, amen. Oh. We'll talk about that at another episode. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyways, uh, what were your guys' thoughts on the villains that were in this movie? Because the first opening sequence, we see Hydra and Strucker, and then the main villain, Ultron, and then we also see the side villain, or one of the side villains' story setting up with uh, Ulysses Claw. Um, am I missing any of the villains in this one? Was there anybody else that, that was in there? I don't think so. Okay. So what were you guys' thoughts on seeing some of these guys and how they handled their characters? I think Ultron. I mean, obviously, I liked Ultron because, I mean, obviously it was about Ultron mainly. That's because where we got to. But uh, in my notes, I wrote down, I think I liked Ultron the best because without Ultron, I don't think we'd be where we are today. Who knows? Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Like mm -hmm. it was a, it was an experiment that Tony did that just you know went completely wrong. But without that experiment, without Ultron, like who knows where we'd be right now? You know, twenty years later. I will say or, this: I'm kind of upset with how they handled his story uh, because in the comics, he's not created by Tony. It's Hank. It was Hank Pym, mm -hmm. and I think that was a great moment for like them to set things up that Ant Man could have shown up into the fold and he just he just didn't what could have been cool if you asked me instead of having it create like you could have had it created by hank and it could have been something in like shield system yeah shield files and so like tony finds it and is like what's ultron and then like does his own thing with it to also create it just kind of a nod to hank pym and then when it gets to ant-man you bring that back up again yeah I think that would have been really cool because especially with how much they've done with Michael Douglas in the series and how they've kind of established like you're not the superhero. You're kind of the mentor through this process with Scott mm -hmm. Lang. I liked the way they handled that, but I think that would have been a great moment to kind of do some more S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra work because this is following uh, the greatest movie of all time, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I love that movie. And so... Uh, I think following the the fall of Shield, I think that would have been a really cool way to kind of be like, well, all the Shield files kind of still, I mean, because with how many Shield files that she threw up, that Natasha threw up at the end of the movie, I mean, you're gonna have to data mine that. You're gonna have to go through and and like it's gonna take time, and so I think it would have been really cool if like Tony would have been like, oh hey, Nat or N Natasha threw up the, oh hey, these are all Shield files. Hey Jarvis, make a make a copy for me. Like, 
start running through some of the different projects and stuff because I know that, like uh, we see in and again in the next episode with uh, Endgame they see Hank working at Shield and I think that would have been cool like to see some some Ultron stuff maybe back in like the the time frame when they see him back back in time. So that that's just me. I think that the Ultron just wasn't handled there. But I also think that like he should have been scarier. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, I understand why they did what they did, make it a little more... More kid-friendly. Yeah, but, yeah, like, in the comic books, Ultron is so much more, like, maniacal, and, like, he, like, destroys almost the entire human race. Yeah, and, I, I mean, I get, like, the extinction-level event. Like, I get I get that. But I think it would have been even cooler to see more of, like, a scary movie, like like a suspense thriller kind of feel. I think that, what like, had you started just to see them, like, uh, when they when they get on the boat and Cap, Thor, and Iron Man all kind of like come into the room and like if you would have seen like a couple of the the Ultron bots just like creeping out of places like that would have been really cool because it would it would have scared the bejesus out of me. Um, I don't know much about these other heroes, but I like uh, Claw at least the way they're portraying him. Like I don't know how he's portrayed oh, in the Andy comic Circus. books, but he was just he's doing so good in the movies, and he was even good in that movie if you ask me. I hate that they. I feel like they mishandled his character uh, post this movie with with his death in in black. Why well, I, I I assume that he's actually dead unless they they somehow rewrite him in because it's a comic book thing. No one's ever actually dead unless your uncle Ben. So, uh, but but no, I I think that I think Claw was done really well. I think they gave him an origin story without it being like a true origin, if that makes sense. So, uh. So what were what were some of your thoughts of like some of the different takes they took on these characters, Micah? What what were your thoughts on the twins? Um, I really enjoyed Wanda, and then obviously with her, you know, evolving even through Civil War, and we talked about a little bit of that before we started recording, and then into um, Infinity War, and then Endgame into WandaVision. I think that they did a great job telling her story, and like I said before we started. They're not done. They're just getting started with her. Um, as far as Pietro, obviously he he dies in this movie, but um, I didn't know where they were going with that, to be honest. And like you talked about Ultron being a little bit scary, I thought that Wanda was pretty scary to be to be honest at the beginning of the movie, like when she you know possesses Tony Stark and like you know like she's zipping through all the places and you know messing with people's minds. I'm like, wow, who is this and why? Like. I was just really learning about more about Marvel and the MCU as we were, you know, we all were as these movies were coming into being. Yeah. But I think they did a great job with her. I thought she was scarier than Ultron, to be honest. I think that when they did their first few moments of her and like, she kind of like, what was it? Uh, I think it's the conjuring something like that. Like it's, it's that like creepy, like walk in where she like does that. And then she walks backwards through the doors. I'm like, Ooh, this is gonna be a weird take. I like how they they're handling the 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 videoing and and all that. I was like, th- these special effects are really cool. Would well, you agree though that she was more scarier though than Ultron? Oh, oh yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I say I liked uh, the kind of the relationship that both of the twins ended up having with Hawkeye as the movies progressed. So like Quicksilver, because I can never say his name correctly. <laughs> Pietro. Pietro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He like had a I don't like you mentality with Hawkeye, but at the same point, it was like a competitive thing. Oh, you didn't see that coming? Yeah. But then, like, yeah. at the end, he, like, saves his life. 
and then because he Pietro like passes it, I feel like it. Hawkeye gives Wanda this like, if you step out that door, you're an Avenger, sort of situation, and that brings a bond that comes back later in some of the later films, especially in Civil War. Yeah, that was that was a big one for for when he walks back in yeah. in Civil War. Yeah, I uh, I I think that they handled bringing those two in very very well. I did not expect myself to fall in love with Vision as much as I did, though, with the whole creation of Vision. Like, I didn't know who this character was. And my buddy Nick Martinez, which I'm hoping to bring in uh, later on into this into the nerd talk fold, uh, I was talking with, with Nick uh, when it was coming out. We were in college, and he's like, dude, there's this new guy coming into the, to the fold. His name's Vision. And I'm like, uh, I don't know who that is yet, but I'll find out. And so I started like googling and doing wikipedias and all this and like trying to figure out as much information about him and then i go and see the movie and i was just blown away i i loved that paul bettany which is now the longest running mcu character uh he's been there since well him and him and nick fury um but those the uh paul bettany's character with jarvis and then they put jarvis in and then you had all the different things you had a little bit of bruce you had some tony you had ultron you had the infinity stone and you had Jarvis, so there's like five brains working in there. And I was like, that was that was really cool. Uh, and I, I love how they kind of really worked his origin story and took certain pieces and then helped build onto it. Uh, so what were you guys' thoughts on Vision? Oh, I love Vision. I mean, I, like, we were talking about, like, the sideshows and stuff earlier, too, but, like, I've watched WandaVision three times all the way through, and, and there's something that I learn every time I watch it. And Vision, uh, he's very witty. He's also very smart, but then, like, I just like what they've done with him. Like, we've talked about how certain characters in the MCU have been, like, sprinkled in and sprinkled in just enough to make you want more, and they're not overexposed, like Doctor Strange, for example. I think they did the same thing with Vision. They brought him in, you know, like you said, as uh, Jarvis starting out. They bring him in as Age of Ultron as Vision. They introduce him as Vision. Um, he's in Civil War, but he's not really in Civil War. He's not too much into Civil War. And then... Um, in Infinity War and, you know, moving into Endgame and even in his own origin show with, with Wanda, like, I think that they just do a great job of sprinkling him in throughout the, the entire MCU. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. That's where I'm at. Like, they put him in just enough that I'm like, I want to see more. Like, I, I don't have, like, a 100% definite, like, this guy's awesome. I'm leaning that way, but I don't have a – it's not like – oh, I know everything about Captain America sort of situation because you guys have shown me three, four, five, seven movies with Captain America in it. Well, like Jordan said, they uh, we, when we did the WandaVision episode, like, we don't know much about the White Vision. Like, mm-hmm. they just, you know, there's 15 minutes of him towards the end of that last episode, and you're like, well, well I want more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Show me they, more. They give, like, like you guys said, they sprinkle it in just enough that you're like, oh, I really want more of that. Now here's here's my oh here's here's my question for you guys. Uh, sorry about that, listeners. That was my dog. Uh, I think there's a bug in the house that she found. <laughs> um, so so with this, uh, my question for you guys is: if you could substitute out or bring in any other characters into the fold, is there any specific superhero that you would like to have seen come in earlier into the mix? Um, like, would you have liked to see Falcon join the team? in the movie itself, not at the end of the movie. Would you have liked to see War Machine a little bit more than just at, at uh, Sokovia and and then at the end? Would you have liked to see, like, uh, Black Panther show up or 
uh, maybe Carol Danvers or maybe Spider-Man. I mean, at this point, like, I feel like there was just not enough there. There wasn't enough meat. Does that make sense? I feel like the movie just was a lackluster, especially at the time. Like, I walked out of there and I was like, yeah, Winter Soldier is still my favorite movie. I mean, it's it's been seven years and I'm still saying that. So that's, I mean, that's one of those things. But because I, I remember uh, my mom used to always say, so what do you think of the movie? And I'm like, oh, it's my new favorite. Every time a new Marvel movie came out post Iron Man, I was like, every single one, I was like, I really liked this one. I really liked this one. And she was like, you're saying this about every single one. And then I got to Winter Soldier and I, I j- it just stuck. And she would always ask me like, oh, what do you think of the new Avengers movie? And I'm like, yeah, Winter Soldier still my favorite. And so like it, it just wasn't full full for me. I think because uh, there was this moment where I was I was looking over at the very end of the movie when they're introducing all these characters, they actually plan to put Captain Marvel in the film. And so she like there was a stand in. Uh, so it wasn't Brie Larson at that point, but they had a, had a stand in for Captain Marvel. And I'm like, that would that would have been kind of cool to have her a little bit earlier in the mix. Uh, I would have loved to see Ant-Man join the Avengers in there. I think anytime that I get to see Ant-Man go like because I think like uh, with like Endgame, like the the moments where he's like shrinking and like running through some of the pipes and all that trying to trying to run or, or, or he's messing with Iron Man's suit in Civil War. Like when he shrinks down, and he's like doing all these things. I would have loved to see some of that, like maybe him against Ultron. Like that would have been really cool. Maybe Doctor Strange. I think that would have been cool. Maybe. I like like you said, like it, you know, we'll talk about it in next week's episode, but like I think it gets to the point, like when we get into the end game discussion, like there were just so many superheroes by the time that it was all said and done, like it, you had to pick and choose who was going to be in the movie. Yeah. And so, and this one, like, again, I think they're still, they were still just like at the end of Avengers, the first one, they were still kind of, you know, gathering their footing, yeah. you know, as they're making movies and like, yes, they're trying to put all this together and try to tell the story and not sure, you know, we're not sure what rights they are going to get to what people and comics and, and stuff like that. So I, I think that they did what they could. I'm glad they didn't put Captain Marvel in there because I think that the way that they told Captain Marvel story, you know, after that movie was, you know, better than what they, I think they could have done with Age of Ultron, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But if I were, if I was picking, probably Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, somebody like that, and like not really like have them completely involved in the movie, just kind of tease them, get them involved a little bit, and then just take them away, sprinkle them in like we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, but not overexpose them and add, you know, another character, another um, layer to the story that didn't even need to be there. Absolutely. Yeah, on my end, real quick. Um, I know they couldn't have because he's not a character that they have rights to, but Wolverine was a big player in the original Age of Ultron comics. So I think having him somehow in there would have been cool, but I know that with the rights and everything, they couldn't have done that. But that would have been my, like, a choice for a character I would have loved to have seen in Age of Ultron. Especially Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Hugh Jackman (laughs) right in with them. Didn't they not have the rights to Spider Man until Civil War? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, he's a big so, like, part of Age of, Age, of and then Age of Ultron anyway. You know, yeah. if we were talking about Spider-Man, for example. Yeah. Yeah, because of the, the, the way the rights all work, it's just kind of one of those really weird moments trying to figure it all out. But I just I think that they just handled some of these guys really cool, and, and some of them... I kind of wish they would have put Falcon in a little bit more, like because mm-hmm. there's that moment where he's like, avenging is your world. I'm good with mine. Like, 
because I feel like the whole Bucky story has ex- has kind of gone through. Like, had had Cap had a phone call with with Sam, and like you would have just seen like Sam like pick up and be like, "Hey, I'm hot on his trail. I'm picking up pieces." Because it then leads into Civil War because that was the next movie, and so like you start to see some of those those footsteps that help build into the universe. I was like, I would have just loved to see more Anthony Mackie because as Casey and I have been talking lately. Anthony yeah. Mackie is just phenomenal. Cut the check. Cut the check. <laughs> if you haven't seen the deleted <laughs> scenes of uh, of uh, Winter Soldier, you need to go back and go look at the bloopers and the the, the cut scenes and all that because he will go in and I guess he's, he's like, at the end of every good scene he does, he yells, cut the check, meaning that like, Cut the check for me. Pay me. I did it. It's that good. Was, that take was great. We're done. Like, yep. <laughs> move yep. on to the next scene. We got this. Yep. That's exactly what he goes for. And, and I'm just like, I love Anthony Mackie. He <laughs> just, but I, I love Anthony Mackie for a lot of reasons. But I think that in this, I think it would have helped uh, kind of tell the story a little bit more just to give him more screen time. Uh, I know he showed up in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And so like that, th- that, cool that, that helped. That was, that was a cool cameo because it wasn't like Bruce Banner where Bruce was doing like counseling in the uh, in Iron Man three, it was like him and him and uh, Ant Man kind of go at it, which was really cool. But I, I'm like, I would love to have seen more more of the uh, the Falcon interaction with Captain America. I think that would have been really cool. So, uh, yeah, I think that overall, uh, Age of Ultron was done really well. I think though that it could have been a little bit more scary. I think that's where it really should have gone was, was a little bit more on the scary route. And I, I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but there's such a bigger picture. I think they should have waited to use, uh, Ultron if they weren't going to go that route. Cause I think honestly, okay. So I guess, I guess we should ask this question. If you were going to replace Ultron with any character, which villain would you have had as the main villain for uh, an Avengers movie? Because like you can't use Thanos because he's not till Infinity War and Endgame, so so nix him. But what like lower level but still big threat that the Avengers have to face? Like who would you have gone and thrown in for for a one off movie? Because they kind of are done with Ultron unless Ultron somehow shows back up, which I think would be really cool. Are we talking about Age of Ultron still? Yeah, yeah. So on Age of Ultron, if you could replace Ultron with any villain to be the the big bad for that villain or for that movie, who would you have replaced him with? Well, finishing up the first Avengers movie today, they, in the post credit scene, they show um, Thanos. Yeah. But if, but don't, don't bring him in too soon. Cause you want to still like continue to build. I so that... I'm just saying like, maybe he could have just, he could have showed up and I don't know. I'm just saying he would, I'm just, kind of being counter to your point because he did show up at the end of the first event yeah um what if they did like a ronin mm-hmm. i could totally see ca- so, someone like, like I mean, that. I know that he was in the guardians of the galaxy but that you know that didn't happen until after age of ultron um i'm just trying to think of who he would be there right what if loki got out of asgard what if he got out of the prison and he you know escaped from thor on the way to asgard and you know there was kind of a reprise of what he did in the first one, I don't know. I couldn't answer that question. I gotta say, I think Modok. I, I think Modok would have been the Conqueror would have been cool. Well, we're about to get Kang. Yeah, we're we're about to in in the next phase that that's the the next villain is that they're gonna set up Kang the Conqueror. I think Modok is another. They're not, they're not teasing that at all in Loki. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I think 
Modok alone would have been an amazing character. Uh, and here, here's my reason why. Modok is not a cemented character that people fully understand and know. And he he's forgettable enough that, like, he could have taken all of his aim agents and, like, did something. And then, like, you could have, like, done some, like, Iron Man 3 where he was the villain in Iron Man 3. And then Avengers, kind of like how Thor, it was Loki was the villain in Thor. And then, like, you could have done something like that again, but had a completely different, like, they have to face uh, aim agents and they're trying to get more infinity stones or or uh they're they're doing something different where like they have like oh we're gonna nuke the world like demands and like go like more old school james bond i think that would have been really cool uh i i just i think modok would be really cool to see on the screens i think that his characters and you could totally have Patton oswalt who is currently voicing modok in the the hulu series so i think that would have been fun i think taskmaster would have been cool Speaking of Taskmaster, this coming weekend, uh, Black this or next weekend, Black Widow comes out. Uh, super excited about that, and we will be talking a little bit more about that in the next week's episode. But yeah, I think I think Taskmaster would have been fun too. Like you could have done it like more of like a like a uh, he's playing more like psychological, strategic sort of such like kind of how they use Deathstroke sometimes. Yeah, like a, like a, a Marvel version of Deathstroke, and and, yeah. and he's like just picking them off one by one. Yeah, and like forcing them against each other and whatnot. That would have been cool. That could have been a cool way to do it. So, all right, well, guys, thank you so much. We are running out of time. Uh, so make sure, th- uh, listeners, if you are not subscribed to our Facebook or our Instagram, make sure that you check it out. Uh, like and follow us. Uh, we will be posting some new stuff out here hopefully soon. Uh, there is in a few weeks, about a month and a half from now, I have some special guests that are going to be joining us. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. And, uh, we will be doing some type of contest to, to match with that. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. Thank you so much guys for joining me and we will catch you guys here next time on nerd talk.